0: Well, actually, Granny Keto, welcoming you to my podcast, Chew the Fat with Granny Keto. On my website, grannyketo.com, I have a page called Granny's Table with all my favorite keto recipes. I hope this podcast makes you feel that you are sitting at Granny Keto's table, just chewing the fat, discussing this and that, sometimes the science of keto, sometimes chatting with guests, sometimes just talking about the week's adventures, grandkids, how a recipe turned out, or challenges and victories, keto and otherwise. But always friendly and casual, and welcoming you into my home. Pull up a chair and sit a while. Welcome to episode four of Chew the Fat with Granny Keto. I have mentioned Granny Keto Transitions program in earlier episodes, but I wanted to take some time today to talk a little more about it and give a bit of an introduction to what keto is for those of you who are new to this. When you follow a ketogenic eating style, your body burns fat for energy instead of glucose, which is what is produced from the sugars you get from all things that are in the carbohydrate family, such as the obvious, like candy, cookies, and bread, to the not-so-obvious, such as root vegetables, such as carrots, parsnips, and beets. Less so, but even healthy, above-ground green vegetables, such as lettuce and cucumbers and celery, are considered carbohydrates. And shellfish, eggs, and dairy also all have carbohydrates. A well-formulated and grounded ketogenic diet will have you keeping your carbohydrate intake to 20 grams or less. There is no essential carbohydrate, so that is a ceiling rather than a floor. You don't have to eat them at all. There is a difference between total carbohydrate and net carbohydrate, which is subtracting the fiber in a natural food. At the very least, whether you follow total or net, stay away from From processed food. It is absolute trickery for how they get to low carb net foods. I will talk about that in a future podcast, believe me. But just to get started, in addition to keeping your carbs low, keep your protein moderate. And what do I mean by that? You have learned through other dieting that a portion size of protein is the size of the palm of your hand or a deck of cards. It comes to about four to six ounces of protein per meal. That is what is meant by moderate. You can eyeball it, which serves many people, or you can put things on a kitchen scale or in a measuring cup to make sure. The third important element of following a ketogenic eating plan is to keep your fat high. Stay away from trans fats, which are almost 100% eliminated by just cutting out baked goods and processed foods, and try to stay away from corn oil and seed oils, such as sunflower and safflower. These are very high in omega-6 fats and are highly processed. As my friend Amy Berger has said, they are not the devil, but there are so many better choices to make, such as olive and avocado oils, and nut oils, such as walnut and hazelnut oils. Also enjoy saturated fats, such as butter, lard, ghee, the fat on your meat, and the skin on your chicken, and enjoy fatty fish, such as sardines and mackerel. Your fat to protein ratio should be at a very minimum one to one or better two to one. And what does this look like? In a meal, this could be a chicken thigh with skin on with a cup of broccoli topped by a tablespoon of full fat sour cream and a tossed salad on the side dressed with homemade dressing made with a tablespoon of olive oil with a half a cup of sliced avocado, and six black olives on the side. This comes to 38.7 grams of protein and 61.7 grams of fat, just about a 1.5 to 1 ratio. Perfect. And this would just be eyeballing it. You say, I can't do this all at once. Carbohydrates and fat and protein, oh my. That is where Granny Keto Transitions Program is perfect. You might turn your health around and lose weight without even ever getting to the keto step. You can start right where you are and get to work on step one, which is just to eliminate foods with sugar and eliminate baked goods. Do that for a few weeks and decide if you want to go even lower Carb and eliminate grains and legumes, or eliminate one and not the other. This is not a race. All you want to do is make progress towards good health. Steps three to five move you along to keto, and you will learn to moderate protein and get comfortable eating more fat. Before we get to chewing the fat today with Chris and Amy, who are in the transitions program, I want to go back and mention something we talked about last week, which was shirataki noodles made with cognac flour. We thought it was made from mushrooms, but what I was thinking of was shiitake mushrooms, hence the mix-up. I also did a little research on cognac root and found out that it is high in dietary fiber called glucomannan used in type 2 diabetes management, and its water-soluble fibers are recommended to aid in cholesterol and weight management. It is also used to promote healthy skin and wound management. But remember, if you use these noodles, they need to be rinsed several times and even boiled and rinsed again before using in any recipe. Last episode, Chris And Amy talked about going through their pantry and getting rid of all foods with added sugar. So far, they are making it through the holidays admirably with Thanksgiving behind them, throwing out leftover sweets and goodies that no longer serve them. Today, we'll talk a little bit more about the holidays and and also about a fantastic trip they are making at the end of this week. Welcome back, Amy and Chris. Last week, Chris, you talked about your experience with a keto instant pot meal and how you were missing a rice dish on the side. Did you try any new recipes this week? And did you come up with any satisfying side dishes?
1: Um, I tried a new recipe. Um I didn't I, I didn't really use the Instapot. What I did is actually I used, I made a standard omelet, but I used nut cheese on this and uh, because I really, I'm not really happy with like adding huge amounts of dairy, Um, uh, I like dairy, but so I tried this and it gave me that really nice umami flavor, umami type of mouthfeel and that, you know, smooth, oily consistency. But without um, all the fat. And the nut cheese is apparently um, very low carb. So, and uh, very high in fat.
0: Oh, that's good to know. Because I would assume that because nuts have um, carbohydrates and some of them can be high. That's nice to hear that it's uh, low in carbohydrates, rather low in carbohydrates.
1: Well, I just looked at the label and it's six grams of carbohydrates to one serving size of one ounce so okay i I didn't use very much and i i made an omelet with that and with some lightly sauteed uh, lettuce just a clump and some onions and uh, that was really good
0: that's that sounds really delicious and how about dairy dessert recipes are you sticking Uh, with your berries and cream or did you try something um i
1: i'm pretty much with the, the berries and cream and, and a handful of walnuts and, uh, and uh, so that really works for me um, and also full fat non-flavored yogurt um, and frozen berries and so I really like that. It re- if I have like half a cup of blueberries and half a cup of, of yogurt and I heat the blueberries up slightly. And mix it all together and then mush up the blueberries it's it's a really nice substitute for one of those high sugar um fruit flavored yogurts yogurts that i used to get in a cup i so,
0: like you yeah i like using the frozen blueberries and something like that but i don't warm them up i keep them frozen and it just freezes everything i mean you don't think you're eating ice cream but it makes a really nice dessert did you add any sweetener to it or you were fine just with the walnuts and the berries?
1: Yeah, I'm just fine with the walnuts and the berries. I think um, the frozen ones seem to be a little bit more concentrated. And so I think the next thing I'm going to try is yolk, the full-fat yogurt and maybe some heavy cream. I need to buy some of that. Or some half-and-half and, half and put it in into a, a blender and make sort of a smoothie out of it. I wanted, I wanted to ask you, I, we have a can of whey protein flour, I mean okay. protein powder... And I've used that to get sort of like, you know, as a substitute for a meal because of the protein. What do you think of of whey protein powder? Amy was about to throw it out in her purge of forbidden, forbidden packaged foods. And I said, no, 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 we should keep it because it really doesn't have very much carbohydrate. It doesn't have any sugar.
0: Okay. You have to watch for the protein though. Sometimes it will, it, when you start paying more attention to, um, your protein, it can bump you up over what's good, what's good for you. Um, I, I don't, I, I'm trying to think cause I have some, I have whey protein isolate that's used in some of the baking recipes that I use. And it's only a couple of tablespoons, but I don't I think that the regular whey protein, I think that might be too high in, in protein if you use it a lot.
1: I don't use it very often. I, in fact, that's one of the reasons she was going to throw it out is that I hadn't used it in probably a, a month or two.
0: Okay. I would just check the protein on that and the carbohydrate on that and just make sure that it's it's not unnecessarily adding anything. I mean. Uh, this is just personal for me. I would rather have a hamburger than a, than a shake made with protein isolate, you know, with protein, whey protein, Right. but, but, you know, sometimes you're on the go. Like I know you did a skiing trip this, this week, and sometimes you're on the go and you do want a smoothie. You do just want something quick, drink it in the car, shake it up. That, and then it, you know, it has its place. Just be careful that you're not having that and the meat and the dairy and right. everything else. It'll it'll sort of bump you over. So um, if you want to look at the bag and maybe next time give me the stats, then you know we can decide. But you you're getting to the point where you can decide that for yourself. So it's not a no food on keto. Uh, plenty of people use it. You just have to. The thing is, is that when you start out, I tell a lot of my clients, um, just really keep, keep your, um, carbs to under 20. So you get in the habit of just looking at carb counts and that's the problem with the whey protein is that you tend to ignore that it's, you know, it's like a whole meal in itself just with the protein.
1: So how much, so 20 carbs, 20 grams of carbs a day, Mm -hmm. how much protein a day? Uh,
0: OK, if you I have a calculator that um, maybe off air, we can we can work it out and then we can talk about it next time. But if you're going to just sort of be doing this in a comfortable way, um, most guys will do really fine with, let's say, 80 to 100 grams of protein, okay. which, which probably still is a lot less than you're used to eating, Um y- you may want to do the, depending on your insulin resistance. Um, and if you had like pre-diabetes or if you had type two diabetes or whatever, I would, I would scale that back and I would, you really use the calculator cause maybe it should be 68 or maybe it should be 72 or something like that. But if you're relatively me- metabolically healthy, um, you don't have to stay within such confines, but this isn't a high protein diet. I mean, this isn't like Atkins where it was, you know, steak all day long. I mean, you really do want to watch your protein and you don't want to crowd out the fat, which is really important. So it's important to keep an eye on the protein. But moderate for moderate for an active guy um, who doesn't have metabolic problems, I think probably you're fine with 80 to 100, but we can we can work that out. Okay. But, okay
1: but but for yeah so i'm gonna go with 120 100 protein 20 carb um and try and shoot for that
0: Okay, now we let, remember. Let me just do some math. So each of those protein and carbohydrates each has four calories per gram. So if you're talking about 120, you're only talking about 480 calories. So just really be careful that you don't skimp on the fat because you'll be hungry. Okay. Okay, so uh, you know you should probably not be looking at anything under fifteen to eighteen hundred calories so you know you're talking a lot of fat so don't be afraid don't be afraid of the fat
1: right the butter and the uh, the full fat yogurt and the and the um and uh, avocado
0: avocados and or and olives um all that's great the fat that's in your other dairy there's a lot people you know like i know that it's like oh i can't eat so much fat um, it's easier than you think once you spread it out and have a lot of different sources. Right. You have you have chicken with the skin on it. You throw a tablespoon, like I said in the introduction, you throw a tablespoon or two of sour cream on something. And before you know it, you're where you need to be. Right. Okay. So not to, not to worry about it too much. So I did want to ask you something else. In the first podcast we did, um, you said that the that you knew anyway from experience that limiting the carbs also got rid of the cravings and got rid of the hunger. And I just wanted to know if that's, that's continued for you, because this is a really good side effect of um, keto. It's like, you really don't get hungry and you really don't have that, those cravings. So is that still working for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I've, you know, I've, I've started, I've I've been trying to eat like, a very, very late breakfast and then an early dinner and, uh, and then trying to avoid carbs. And if I if, you know, if situation where I'm skiing and it's almost impossible, um, trying to eat half the carbs. So the one piece of bread or what I did the last time I was, I was skiing, I asked them for a hamburger, but I asked them, um, could they hold the bun? right and so um and obviously i didn't get the onion strings or onion rings or <laughs> or french fries um those i've almost completely i completely avoid mm-hmm. um so that just that simple reduction not 100% which eventually i'll get to but a simple reduction in the amount of carbs the you know the elimination of any sugars as much as possible that i can find um that's already reduced my, my craving and allowed me to manage my hunger to dinner. So um I'm really happy with that.
0: That's and- really wonderful. And that's sometimes if you if you start reading more about keto, you'll hear about, um you know, eating windows or intermittent fasting. And my own my own thing is I don't set out to do it. Like, I'm not going to eat for these sixteen hours, or I'm not going to eat for these ten hours or whatever, but what you're doing is just a very natural way of coming to it. You just don't have to eat as much right and and the thing is on a, I just want to say one more thing like on a skiing day, when you sit down and have that hamburger um and I would let's say generally you're sitting your home, you're doing whatever you're doing, you're keeping your eye on protein. If I were out at a skiing thing, which I don't think you'll ever see me do, but if I were, and I were going out to dinner afterwards or to lunch afterwards, I would ask for a double hamburger with bacon, with avocados on top, and maybe cheddar cheese thrown in for good measure. So when you're really active like that, make sure you really nourish yourself and don't be, you know, don't be too afraid. I would, I, you're absolutely right with the carbohydrates. You didn't have the bread. You didn't have the french fries there's no good time for that but with the protein and the fat don't skimp on it when you've had a really active day because you're going to be very hungry the next day and nothing to do with carbohydrates i mean you just won't have had enough calories so you want to make you want to make sure that you're really generous with yourself when you're doing something like skiing okay thank you and I wanted to ask you something else, besides obviously eliminating the root vegetables and the fruits and the sugars um, that that's allowed on paleo, have you found any other big changes, except I know you said you're happy you can have some dairy on keto where you couldn't on paleo, but is there anything else that you're finding that, wow, this is really different, and I like it or I don't like it?
1: I I mean, I just have to constantly remind myself that I can have full fat dairy and I can have, you know, I can have good cheese and, (laughs) um, and that is, that's a great snack. And generally what I, what I do is I snack on nuts. Um, And so that, but um, I, I have to get myself into the idea that yes, you can have dairy. Yes, you can have sour cream. Yes, I can get creme fraiche, and I can put that on a variety of things. Okay. And, um, and and so and then maybe get creative. Maybe um, getting uh, maybe getting like some creme fraiche or some sour cream and mixing some fresh uh, unprocessed um, horseradish into it, and having that Ooh. with my with my steak. Um, or having that with a hamburger—that
0: would be delicious.
1: That would really be good, and and it's it's an amazing flavor. Um, and, and so, so that's something that I'm going to try out. So, it, it the the fact that I can have dairy gives me a huge amount of things to to um, to experiment with, you know, and mixing things into that dairy, and then combining that as a sauce or a topping. You know, I mean, I—it's conceivable I could actually get bernaise sauce as well.
0: Oh, Joe makes it, and and Holland, and he does all of that. And, and when uh, he, oh, it's delicious.
1: I really like. I—I I don't know if I would be daring enough. To make Brene sauce myself because it has a tendency to, like, separate into an unholy mess.
0: I'll ask Joe what he does when he, because he did something. I said, what is that? He's in Brene sauce. I'll ask him next time. Oh, one of these days on Shoe the Fat, I have to have Mr. Granny Keto on with (laughs) us. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Amy, has, has Chris always been an adventurous cook like that? Or is this, you know, like, he's just discovering new territory now with Keto? Well, he
2: has always been an adventurous eater. I think uh-huh. that having to uh tend f fend for himself a little bit makes him more an adventurous cook. Although we're uh-huh. both we're both still a little nervous around the Instapot.
0: <laughs> I just remember old things with pressure cookers. And you know, you'd see like it on I Love Lucy or probably even Flintstone episodes, you know, when they would show this the top of this pot exploding. And I don't think I think Instapot is probably safer, but that's what I think of with the old fashioned pressure cookers.
2: Yeah, I think that's worth remembering too. So we'll yeah. have, we'll have to just experiment a little bit. I'm sure it'll be fine.
0: And one thing I just want to say about the horseradish that Chris mentioned, if you add some of that to that um, sugar-free ketchup, Joe made a fantastic cocktail sauce with shrimp the other day. Oh, it was no sugar, no sweetener, no nothing—just the horseradish and the. I mean, the sweetener and the ketchup, but um, it was really delicious. I don't think we'll ever buy cocktail sauce again. And you just yeah. mix up, and beat a couple of tablespoons, you make a couple of tablespoons instead of wasting a whole jar.
1: Yeah, Amy. Um, Amy basically found um, sugar-free ketchup,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: I mix that sometimes with Tabasco sauce. Oh, um, nice. And sometimes and uh, I make up cocktail sauce and I put that on the eggs and put that on meat and put that on seafood. It's um, I really like horseradish. And, <laughs> uh, and, and I also yeah. I also have um, dill pickles with my, brek- with my breakfast omelets as well. And that adds a really nice flavor. It cuts, you know, the acidity cuts some of the fat and you get a nice contrast. So.
0: Nice. It sounds good. So, I also I wanted to ask you, well, you also had the goal this week of cutting back some fruit. Uh what about that apple a day business? Yeah, <laughs> <You> said- <laughs> I
1: I um I I haven't had I don't think I've had a a piece of fruit since then. Um oh, Wow. Um it, it's you know, it's one of those things. The apple was really good if I was going someplace and I I need you know, I when I get up to go skiing, I get up at at 5. Um I have to catch I Catch a bus um, at 6:15, so having an apple before I get on the bus um, while I'm driving over to the place is really nice. And you know, and I can just um, throw the the apple in, on the floor and then pick it up when I get back to the car. So yeah. it's and it you know, and it doesn't require any packaging. So that, no, but- that that was really nice. And it also relieves the hunger pangs and gives me a start in the morning.
0: Well that's that's good as long as you use it very cautiously and then you didn't burn off all that fuel with the skiing um and you didn't have a lot of carbohydrates during the day so as long as it's as long as it's used like that um and not too often but just remember also that the apple is loaded with carbohydrates right. and so you might actually be better off make using that um protein the whey protein and making yourself some sort of a smoothie and having that on the road instead ah. of the apple um but you know you'll think about it but that was a good use of the apple and the fact that was that was all you had it that week i i commend you on that um, are there any are there any questions or talking points or anything that you want to go over with me this week
1: no it was it was funny um we one uh, one of the um, the friends of the family, um, a guy who lives in in Key West. He basically he lost forty five pounds on keto over the course of I think a hundred and forty three days. Is that wow, correct? Wow. Okay. Yes, that's correct. And so I calculated out, and he and this it seems unbelievable to me, but he must if you if you do the math it's it's roughly about 3.5 pounds a week um, no 3.5 pounds a day
2: actually. no no, it's 45 pounds into 140 days so it's yeah.
0: No, that's, I have my calculator okay. <laughs> everybody who's listening I just reached for my calculator so 143 divided by what did 40. you say 40, 45. 45 okay so when am I going to get back 143 divided by 45. If you think,
2: in, we, if you think in weeks,
1: too. no, it's days.
2: No, I know, but Chris, but if you think it converted to weeks, that'll give you the week for pounds per right. week. Right.
0: But so, that, no, but that is three so pounds a day. That can't be right. No, that can't be right.
1: That's that's what he had on his Facebook. It's like,
0: page. No, but see, it can't be. You know why? Because if you take three times seven days, it's 21 pounds. Then that only should have taken him two weeks. So we're doing something wrong. You're dividing it's- it the wrong way. It should be 143
2: and <laughs> oh, 45. Okay.
0: 143. I just did that. Oh, so how about 45 divided? There's probably. 45 divided back- by 143. Yeah. 0.3 pounds a day. Yeah,
2: there you go. So it's. So, two, yes.
1: about two pounds a week. Yeah. So, yes. he lost a third of a pound a day. And yeah. So it's, about, about two that,
0: pounds a week. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Perfect. Higher math. No. Two, okay. pound,
1: two, two pounds a week.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. So, that's actually excellent. And I have to tell you that without knowing him or talking to him or having a conversation, a weight loss at that rate, he probably did it like the granny keto way, you know what I mean? Eat, You know, have your protein, don't go crazy. You know, if you're skiing, eat double, you know, yeah. Yeah. if you have to have an apple, do it once a week. You know what I mean? Because if he was following extremely strict, he probably would have lost like, you know, that in like, a uh, A couple of months, he really would have lost in about eight weeks or 12 weeks or something. So he probably did it. And this is what I'm I'm so glad that you guys are doing it this way, because that's what I'm trying to stress. I mean, this can this can be for real life. If you have, if you have a very serious health issue, like if you have diabetes and you're on a hundred units of insulin and so, but if you're not, and you're just trying to look to make this a a healthier lifestyle, then you're absolutely doing it the right way. And it sounds like your friend did also.
2: Yeah. And I think it's yes. probably like, I know his wife, actually, I think his wife is a member of your Facebook group. And, um. She, uh, I know they have two small children at home, so they probably have to mitigate around that. But you're right. I think this, you know, um, slower, slow is. Um, I think if the slower it goes off, the easier
0: it is to keep off. Absolutely. So, Amy, let's let's go to you. So, I know you're staying at step one while Chris continues on the steps ladder. Um, you did a fantastic job of reading labels and cleaning out your pantry and getting rid of sugar in your house. Did you find it easy to get through the first couple of weeks? I don't think you were like a real huge sugar eater, but it, it still must've been an adjustment. How have, how have you been now in the past couple of weeks?
2: So far so good. Um, I think that, you know, we're also getting ready to go away. And um, mm-hmm. so for people listening to this, we have a house sitter. <laughs> Getting the house ready for <laughs> house sitters. So I probably, you know, it's interesting. I haven't been that focused. I mean, I just, we're trying to eat down what we have um, and, and clean out the cupboards. So it's been catch-as-catch-can in a healthy way. We don't have a lot of processed food. But right. um, I just kind of like have a set-it-and-forget-it mentality. Like I have, in the morning, I have yogurt and berries um, and the hemp seeds. I add that to oh, my okay. yogurt. Um, and you know, I just have like a soup or um, or salad for lunch. So it's just sort of like I'm I'm so focused on getting ready for the trip that I haven't really thought about it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens when I don't ha-
0: when I'm like on the trip. <laughs> <laughs> so so then I wanted to ask you also um, when you go on your when when you're traveling and and Chris you're you're still listening so either of you can answer this are you going to just put all of this on the back burner and enjoy every single treat there is and when you come home just you know pay the piper so to speak or do you think that you're just going to have an awareness like maybe you know i don't know so tell us where you're going cuz that might that might you know be some of the answer like what what foods are going to be served and and that sort of thing
2: we're going to edinburgh for New Year's, so um, there will be whiskey,
0: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> but we we have we're not really staying in a hotel. We have an Airbnb, so we have some control over meals. So we could lay in like for breakfast. We can still have you know get yogurt. Um, for me, whole grain bread, butter, uh, eggs, right. things like that. Um, in terms of like treats, remember Scotland is the home of haggis, which I can't eat. <laughs> Uh, haggis is is stewed um organ the meats head? no organ it's, meats. it's oh. organ meats and oatmeal inside a sheep's stomach oh so chris oh. might try that i don't know if i it sounds I, very ke- keto except I, for the oatmeal i've tried it
1: it's when it's good it's really good when it's bad it's really horrible
2: <laughs> so i don't i don't think you go to scotland really I shouldn't say this and watch all. I'll probably bring down the Scottish tourist bureau on me. But I don't think you go there for the food. Um, although I'm sure they have good food. I think I will. For me, I'm just going to have an awareness about what I'm eating and um, drinking, <laughs> and um, you know, not not be so rigid that I can't enjoy myself, but not right. go whole hog either.
0: Right now, when you go to when you go to um any place that sells cookies, is and the shortbread always shows the 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 kilts and stuff like that. So, is shortbread, a Scottish food, or is it just a Scottish company that has like a monopoly on shortbread cookies, or what's the story with no, that? No, it's,
2: it's very Scottish. It's it's all it's just butter, sugar, and flour.
0: That's oh, yeah. So, I
2: mean, unfortunately, <laughs> you've got sugar and flour, but you've got a lot of butter. Um, yeah, so.
0: I think we were talking last week that the butter doesn't mitigate the uh, <laughs> the loaves of bread you're putting it on.
2: Right, so we can't go whole hog on the shortbread.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that sounds very interesting. And it, and Chris, I'm glad that you are adventurous because you know organ meats are called awful. O f f a l and and the paleo community is really into this um, about eating the awful and actually it's very good keto. It's such good vitamins and minerals and you just, it's just wonderful. And I am not an organ meat, person. Um, Joe makes sweetbreads, which is pancreas or something that sits next to the pancreas. And my son loves it. And he calls up, he calls up Sammy and says, Sammy, we're having sweetbreads tonight. And Sammy drops everything. And So I'm not like that. And I don't actually care for, let's say calves liver, I can eat a really good chopped chicken liver. But that's sort of where my Organ meat um, eating starts and ends. Are you more adventurous than that, Chris? Like, would you like uh, tripe and stuff like that?
1: I don't, I've had tripe. I don't really like it. I think, you know, it's it, a lot of the organ meats, it's, it's dependent on how well it's cooked, who cooked it, uh, how was it seasoned. Um, you know, it's basically if you have a great chef, uh, no matter what the cut of meat is, they can make it into a great meal. Um, I mean, I, I I have sort of come around a little bit on calves litter because um, I've had it uh, where it was made beautifully and it was in a, a, a really rich um, brandied sauce. Um,
0: you
1: know, it was really good. Um, so it, it's something that that I'll definitely try, and something that I have tried. I one of my favorite things is goose liver um, and uh, foie gras, which causes Amy to grimace and. Um, <laughs> because it's it's on that list of forbidden f- foods for a lot of people because the goose is force fed but it is it's the it is the epitome of fatty a uh, fatty food it's just extraordinary
2: you can have california Barbara. they don't force the yeah. the, ge- the geese there oh, i interesting. have i have
0: interesting. yeah well,
1: so we- um yeah. so the the thing is uh, to to offset what amy said about edinburgh um the the edinburgh is known as a huge party town and they have some really spectacular restaurants and we're looking forward to doing that and they do a lot of things with organ meats they do a lot of things with fish they do a lot of things with um uh, wild and domesticated um birds and and deer and beef so it i I think the dining there is going to be really excellent
0: I think not only is the dining going to be excellent, but you're going to be on your feet all day long. I would, and that will mitigate what you eat. You know what I mean? And it's just, I'm not just calorie wise, but it uses up your glycogen stores. It uses up all that stuff that's, you know, forcing insulin into your body. So you're probably, and most people will say this, like I went and I ate everything and this, and they come back and they've lost two pounds or they're, you know, or they're blood sugar numbers have gone down. So I would say thoroughly enjoy it. And in terms of whiskey happening, hard liquors are keto. Oh
1: uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. That's... It's it's the mixers that you put yeah. into it. All right. it's, it's I don't almost... I have mine straight. I don't drink oh, cock perfectly keto. Don't give her a second thought. Enjoy it. So I would say that it sounds like you're really not going to have, you know, keto get in the way. And keto doesn't have to get in the way. But just very briefly, I had done a blog when I got back from Italy, and I talked about boxes. And I said, it was very easy to open up that box and have the you know, have the pasta and have the bread and all of this. And you just know when you get home, the box is closed. You know, I had a little trouble when I got home because for me, it just wasn't a box with a lid. It was a Pandora's box that I went, you know, because I talk about food triggers, and so it was a little bit hard for be- me, but not as hard as you would think. It was really, but I went into it. I said, "Listen, I'm going to have a good time. We're going to," we, and we had taken a a cooking lesson at, at one of the farms in Tuscany, and we rolled our own pasta, and and she had the bread out of the oven, and who knows what went into her tomato sauce and things like that. And it's just, I just said, okay, when I get home, it's over. You know, and so I think that the two of you have such a good—you um, have such a good outlook on this. Like you're just like not obsessing about it, and you're just doing what has to be done. I have a feeling you're going to come home, and you're just going to be fine. It's not like, oh, I have to get used to all over again not eating sugar. Right. I, I just don't see that as being a problem. And Chris, you are apparently so adventurous mm-hmm. that you're probably going to eat a lot of that stuff and you're just going to come home and say okay well you know now we're home oh let me ask you are scotch eggs really from Scot- Scotland because that's something that I enjoy that's a hard boiled egg that's been wrapped in sausage and then baked it's really it sounds
2: that- British and so probably oh. it, it might be Scottish I don't know
0: no, but it's called a Scotch egg. So All if you right. see scotch, if you because um, my brother and I and my sister in law, we went to a, a Scottish restaurant in the not in the south end in Jamaica Plain. We went to a Scottish, and the haggis was on the menu, as was Scotch eggs, and I okay. had Scotch eggs. Lunch. We'll look for it. We'll let you
2: know. I Just didn't even realize there was a Scottish restaurant this other. Southern. <laughs>
0: okay. So if the two of you, I, I, I don't even want to talk about what we're, well, next time we're sort of going to review the vacation. Okay. And then, and then if you have other things, because, you know, it is a new year, which is absolutely perfect. Like we always say, don't wait until January 1st, start your diet now. But when you're traveling and you're coming back and you already sort of have a, a good feel for this, you know, and Chris, you really do want to move along the keto ladder. Um, you know, just be prepared when you get back before we before we meet again. Just, you know, however you want to go forward in questions or things that came up on the trip or recipes that, you know, that you found out about, you know, just email me and we'll talk about that in our next uh, in our next podcast. But for now, is there anything?
1: No, I'm good. Um, I'm going to do my best to avoid sugar and and flour and um, (laughs) things, you know, and and fruit. And so I'm, I'm going to try as much as possible to stick to, to keto while I'm away because I, I enjoy it and I, it makes me feel better. And I don't you know, it also makes it a little bit more of an, of an adventure to see
0: right. how much
1: how much I can stick to it.
0: And right. I think for I think for me, when you get back, I really do want to let's talk more about if you were to really watch your protein are you interested in getting, in being in ketosis? There's different ways to to measure whether you're in ketosis and, and things like um, uh, being fat adapted. And what that is, is that if you have a day or so that goes off, you're still in ketosis, but I'll talk about what ketosis is and what ketones are. And we'll, you know, we'll sort of move along the more, uh, like a little bit of a scientific ladder to talk about that more, and then Amy, you you know you may just want to look at at step three, which is you can still eat everything that you're eating. Do you want to start being more aware of of the carbohydrate count?
2: Um, it can't hurt, and I can you know I can always try yeah. it, and if it's not working for me, like isn't step three is that legumes and soy? Yeah, that's
0: oh no 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 no. Step three is just counting your carbohydrates. Okay. Okay, so you can, it's it's sort of it's a standalone. Okay. It's okay, so maybe you just want to try it only because you you guys you know we're on a <laughs> <laughs> we're on a podcast, but I have I have video here that we're all facing each other, and Chris is taking out the laser pointer and is playing with his cat. So well it's, it's to keep I don't know if you saw
2: Miriam the cat was on the desk so he was I keeping I the cat the off cat. the desk
0: <laughs> but anyway no. so so step three which is watch your carbohydrate intake is is um, stand alone and the only reason I would suggest it is that if Chris goes all the way to keto it sort of makes you aware of carb counts and so you're already very supportive but let's say you were bringing something to the table and you'll say well i'm just going to bring what's on my dish and not the whole thing because it's there's a lot of carbs and i don't want to tempt him or you know whatever the story is it just might be a good education along the path to being supportive for chris who's going to go into keto so after the sure. new year, after, after you get back um we'll do more of the sciencey stuff because i think now you both really dipped your toes into you know what it takes to just live this as a lifestyle, you know, just giving up that sugar and the baked goods and the French fries and all of that sort of stuff. So I think that's where we can head. Yep. Anyway, I can't wait to talk to Chris and Amy and see how their vacation was. And if they looked at foods and treats differently, no one way is right. Just remember we are after progress, not perfection you can choose to reach your goals in a direct line or with some side trips and detours. Um, I just wanted to put that in there because I just want you to remember, no way is right. You just go and you enjoy your vacation and you'll come back and you know, whatever will be, will be anyway. Listen, let's do some quotes. All right. Well, my quote,
2: my quote kind of goes in with that. It's from Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts.
0: Oh wow! Beautiful, beautiful. And it really is. We've—I mean—we've only done quotes a couple of times, but they seem to fall apropos into our into our journey here. Chris, did you have a quote for this week?
1: I just um, have Nike—the Nike, the Nike uh, quote, which is "Just do it."
0: Oh, that's true. You know, if you can think it to death. You Great. can think it to death. Just do it. And I'm so glad that with the holidays coming up and your trip coming up, that you weren't among the people who said, I'll just wait. I have on my calendar, you're returning January 6th. So I'm glad, and j- January 7th is a Monday. So I'm glad that you're, that you're not among the people who would have said, I'll start at January 7th. It's a Monday anyway. I'm glad that you just did it and just jumped in and did it. So my hat's off to that. And my quote has a little bit to do what we talked about last week in the ice cream discussion about (laughs) how about my ice cream never made it to the freezer. I ate it while it was still soup and I threw it out. And, you know, overeating and being sensitive to sweets and everything isn't everybody's problem. I mean it really isn't. Sometimes it's just, oh my God, I didn't know there were that many calories in a slice of pizza. And we ordered the breadsticks. I mean, sometimes it's just a weirdness. It has, it has, a, but, and I've been very open about this. I have a problem, and my problems are triggers. And so my quote this week, it says Frank Ocean. Um As the as the person who said this, but as I was saying to Amy, I've looked up some quotes and it'll be like, you know, 100 people claim it. So I don't know. But his name is on this quote. And it says, whatever you do, never run back to what broke you. Mm. And so that's why. Personally, I don't do the treats and the fat bombs and the keto candy and the keto ice cream and all of that because substituting it has nothing to do with it. I had a friend who said, Oh, but it's so high fat, you'll have one piece and you'll be satisfied. And I ate the damn cake frozen out of the freezer because I am triggered by damn cakes that are in freezers, they call to me. (laughs) So, So you will find anybody who's like me, and God help you if you are, but if you're like me, changing the way you eat might actually solve a lot of this. Like Chris said, he's not hungry, he doesn't have the cravings and this, but I go beyond that i'm i'm triggered and we talked about emotional nourishment and i have emotional nourishment triggers and i know that about myself and i learned that about myself when i started making all the wonderful keto treats Mm -hmm. so that's what that's what this means to to me whatever you do never run back to what broke you so if that's you keep in mind that that's it Anyway, I just want to mention one more thing before we sign off. And I've spoken in a previous podcast about my free download, Dancing with Keto on my website, grannyketo.com. I can't, the reason I'm bringing it up now is I can't think of a more apropos tool during the holidays and while traveling. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, podcast people can be wildly successful following keto just by learning a few rules learning about the carbohydrate protein and fat in their favorite foods and staying mindful and dancing with keto will not only help you to be mindful but will introduce you to being mindful if you've been if you've been a data-driven dieter Meaning, weighing and measuring and tracking and, and, you know, doing equations to figure out keto, I mean, your macros and all of that, then you may never actually have tuned into your own body am I hungry, am I full, am I in the mood for this, am I not in the mood for this, you know, whatever. And this Dancing with Keto can help you uh, go a long way to learning mindfulness and and really to approach Keto just the way Amy and Chris are. Um, I think they're doing fabulous and they're what I would love for all of my clients and and friends. Um, And so please download Dancing with Keto. It's a free guide. Um, If you go to a keto websites 99 of them will have a quick start guide I'm the one that doesn't I have a different way of teaching you how to do keto so anyway thank you all for joining me and Amy and Chris with chew the fat and have a wonderful vacation and we'll talk to you when we get back when you get back I'm (laughs) going to be here I'm not going anywhere we'll talk to you when I when you get back thank you and happy new year Thank you. Happy New Year to you Happy as well. Happy New
1: Year. Happy Holidays.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I would ask that you leave a review on iTunes to get the ball rolling. Also, be sure to like my Facebook page, Granny Keto, LLC, and visit my website, grannyketo.com, especially to sign up for Dancing with Keto. I also have a YouTube channel with informative videos that you might find a little different from other channels. After all, have you ever seen a belly dancer in costume teach you about keto?